That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Hello and welcome to Content and Capable, a podcast all about following your passions while still feeling like a proper adult. My name's Sam and I'm your host. This week I spoke to Casey Winters all about his love of Lego and the changes in his relationship with Lego as he's grown up. Welcome to Content and Capable, Casey. It's lovely to have you on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, um, it's always lovely to have um, some of our WBNA friends on um, yeah. on um, the podcast. Um, uh, it's always you guys are always so much fun to talk to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, on a day like t- um, on a day like today, I, all I want to do is just have lo- a lovely, calm conversation. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, as the the time of posting as well, actually, the Australian federal elections just finished up, and um, someone described it as crazy manic pixie energy, where <laughs> just we were running around our newsroom like crazy people. Um, yep. I had, I think, I drank more soft drink that night than I ever have in my life. <laughs> um, I was on the clock, so I couldn't like really. Um, get drinking on the alcohol or anything, <laughs> but it was um, it was definitely a night. Um, so, I'm looking forward to a, a much calmer conversation sure. with a very soothing voice. Casey, <laughs> um, if for people who may not know who you are, um, do you want to just give a, a quick rundown on who you are? Sure. My name's Casey Winters. I uh, formerly host of Hello From Elsewhere. It's a podcast my wife and I hosted together. We talked a lot about pop culture and, and themes and movies and books and um, things got a little hectic. So we, we ended the podcast sadly, but I do miss it a lot. And uh, um, that's, that's possibly where some of the listeners might, might know my voice. So. Mm, yeah. He's also the voice of um, the thing, the, like the tag for WB. Oh, that's as true. Well. Yeah. So if you listen, <laughs> um, it's such a great one. Um, I, I do remember when, when they did create it and Ethan, I think it was, was gushing over the fact how how amazing your voice was on that. It <laughs> it's was- it's funny when we uh, when we ended our podcast, I told the the any people, I was like, "We're gone. You can do whatever you want with that intro. Don't feel like you're beholden to my voice." And they're like, uh, "No, yeah. we're keeping it." So <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's definitely um, that it's it's interesting when you meet someone with a like a. Almost, I think I would describe it as a very radio um, appropriate voice. Oh, thank you. you. Know? <laughs> um, it's all a very, you know, I think um, people from the US might be consider it, you know, PBS kind of theme. I've got a couple of friends of mine who have got these really amazing voices. And it's just like, everyone wants to hear you on air. <laughs> just got the greatest voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, but that's not what we're here for. We've immediately <laughs> got into a, a, a tangent. It seems like a common theme at this point. We're here to talk about um, your uh, your love of Lego. Um, yeah. So, um, could you give me a little bit of a background on how you were introduced to Lego? Sure. I I don't really remember the first time. I I have an older brother, and so he got into Lego before before I did when he was very mm-hmm. young. And so by the time I was old enough to play with Lego. Um, it was just there. It was just in the house. Our house was mm-hmm. always covered in Lego. Our bedroom just had Lego all over the place. Um, this was, you know, I was born in 87. So like early nineties yeah. was kind of when I got mm. started into it. Um, 
and uh, yeah, we had this this big blanket that we just had a mountain of Lego. We didn't we weren't the type to oh. keep sets built generally. We'd we'd build it and then play with it for a little while, but then it would just end up in the pile to sort of build our own stuff. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where it started at a very very young age. I'm sure. Um, I know that my mother laments. That's why the Lego stays in a cupboard in, at, at my parents' place at the moment. Yeah, the the Lego on the floor, trying to walk into the bedroom, kind of um, shenanigans. The amount of times I've had people step on Lego, right. and, and just yeah, that that visceral reaction when you stand on hard plastic. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not a fun thing. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. I was going to ask, were you the kind of kid who, you know, kept the sets, you know, quite divided yeah. up? But it sounds like um, the, 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 or the chaos model, as yeah. I like to call it, of Lego building. Well, it's funny because it's it's changed. Like, the way I sort of interact with Lego is very different now than from when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Um, yeah. Like, I remember actually going to a friend's house. Um, I was probably a, a teenager, but... He, he just had all these Star Wars Lego sets built up and on shelves and some of them were hanging from the ceiling. And I remember in my head thinking like, why didn't I do that growing up? Like keep the stuff yeah. built. Like I thought that was so cool. And it wasn't even something that really crossed my mind as a kid. Whereas now as an adult, I, we kind of have a mix cause I have, I have kids. And so we have a lot of pieces yeah. that are loose, but we also have a ton of sets that we just keep built. So I, I always felt it kind of was frustrating to see, you know, sets, you know, end up in the pile. Yeah. But I always found it more fun to, like, experiment or make a- adjustments to the set, especially after you've got, like, a hang, you know, you may have rebuilt the same set two or three times, you know, uh, and got an idea of how the Lego set worked and was um, and how it was constructed. I always found that very fascinating. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what makes Lego such a versatile toy is that there's so many ways you can interact with it. You know, there are people mm-hmm. that build the sets, keep it built and keep it on a shelf. And then there's the people that, you know, don't even build the set at all. They might just yeah. buy the set for the pieces and, and do their own thing. And then there's all kinds of different ways of interacting in between those extremes. Um, and that's kind of what I what I love about it. And so... um. What were some of the, do you remember many of the builds you made as a kid? I remember, I don't remember a lot of things that we made sort of on our own, but I do remember some of the sets that we got into, like the early Lego castle sets were always fun with dragons and knights and um, pirate stuff too was a lot of fun. Um, I remember one of my favorites was like a a Wild West um, fort that, that we had with some cowboys. That was a lot of fun too. Yeah, that um, I obviously I'm much younger than you, but um, it was um definitely like some of those old sets were some of the first bits of Lego that we got as kids. Um, it was interesting. I was thinking back on it this morning. Um, before I sat down to record on, oh, where like our Lego came from, and I know that my brothers have like done put some crazy hours in to try to sort the Lego, but basically. I think at one stage, my brother had, uh, my dad had all this Lego that he got from his childhood home when they moved my grandfather out and it just turned up at our house and it was all this old Lego. There was some like knockoff Lego that was sitting in there somewhere. Um, The old school like railway tracks as Mm. well. Um, 
and it was it was so fascinating to sit there and you know look at how those ones worked as compared to we had I think one or two sets beforehand and like yeah. having a look at them compared to each other was pretty amazing. Right. Well, and the beauty of it Did is you- that that because I had the same thing. My grandpa had some really old. Yeah old pieces like the the original lego piece didn't have the tubes on the inside so it was just like completely hollow and so they didn't click very mm. well but other than that like the beauty of lego is that you can have old old pieces and they'll still work with the new stuff and yeah i think that's pretty awesome too yeah and you can definitely see like how they've aged and it almost reminds me of all things of cars too where you know made us talking about the dents and how they are memories and stuff it's just like, you know, it, each like piece then kind of tells a story of like how they were used, which yeah. is pretty amazing as yeah. well. I love that. Um, yeah. Um, did you um, continue with Lego into, you know, your teenage years or did it was it something that kind of faded out as you got into like high school and stuff? Yeah, it kind of waxed and waned. I Let's see. So by the time I was probably 12-ish is kind of when I started to get out of it, which is a shame mm-hmm. because that was would have been 1999 which is right when the year when lego finally branched out into intellectual property and so star wars lego became a thing um which is something i'd been dying for as a kid like we would always try to make our own star wars things before star wars lego Mm -hmm. was was a thing Um, but but by the time star wars lego came on the scene was kind of when i was starting to get out of it um but then yeah when i was probably 16 or 17 i kind of got into it a little bit we had some neighborhood friends that um had lego and so we would each have our own like kind of city or area that we would build in our own houses and we kind of go back and forth between different houses and and play and and do fun stuff and um but then it kind of it you know i I didn't play as much after that either and um it wasn't until i had we had our first kid our first son um he was kind of old enough to start playing lego that Mm. we started to buy a set here and there and he loved it and so that was kind of what rekindled my love for as well as um the lego movie actually was was really big for me like i watched the lego movie and when you know Mm. what was that 2014 and uh kind of re-fell in love with lego um felt a lot of nostalgia for it and so that's kind of those two things kind of combined to to spark my reinterest in it yeah and you know when you were engaging it then as a parent was that was that engagement different again um yeah probably um i i think so like i it was more it it was exciting to watch him and you know Mm. i've had more kids since then to watch them play and, and build and yeah um and also just to see the different ways they do it like my my daughter is is not really the type that she really likes to build but she likes when sets um are built in a way that she can play with them but she doesn't actually love the yeah. building process whereas my son mm-hmm. um he is really into a bit of both and he really loves just building his own things and coming up with his own ideas um yeah whereas now as an adult i tend to um, although I love watching them and how their minds work and I'll occasionally sit down and play with them. But generally I just love um, just having a cool set on the shelf that I can kind of just yeah look at. <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah. kind of my way of interacting now. But 
And is that dichotomy of like, you know, the Lego that your kids want to play with um, and, you know, the Lego that you just want to, you know, look at, is that like a, do the kids want to play with the Lego sets that you you want to look at or, you know? A little bit. Um, it, it depends on the set. And I'm not, you know, I'm not precious about it. They're they're still toys mm-hmm. and I'll still, if they want to get them down, we'll, we'll get them down and, and, you know, play around with them. But it kind of depends on the set. Like I have some of the big, um, well, I have like one of the big ultimate collector yeah. Star Wars ones, which isn't really super playable anyways. But some of the other sets that are playable that I have on the shelf, yeah, we'll, we'll get them down get them down every once in a while. Um, and that's not to say I don't build either. I, I'll go through periods where I'll, where I'll try to build my own things with kind of our loose pieces and just kind of tinker and, and mess around. And I really love doing that. I just don't have a lot of time, as much time as I would yeah. like to do that. Um, yeah. So. You almost need like a really rainy week where everyone's like right. stuck at home <laughs> yeah. and you've got no work, no job, yeah. um, you know, jobs to do around the house and, yeah. you know, and then just like, you know, put on, you know, put on some music, get in some comfy clothes and, yeah. um, and play some Lego. Right. That, that, that sounded um, different from what was in my head. <laughs> um, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> when I work- Yeah, but I like- work, <laughs> I was just going to say, I work in education too. So that's nice. And I get summers yeah. off and that's kind of- I'll have a little bit more time during the summer to um, yeah. kind of jump into more of my hobbies in that way. Um, so that's nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, and, you know, while, as you said, you know, creating your own pieces as well with whatever loose parts, um, are, are those loose parts still a collection of sets that, you know, may now be slightly incomplete or, you know, uh, you know, uh, or is it um, a bit more generic or more purpose? It's created? kind of a bit of everything. So I, um, a few years ago, I actually worked at a Lego store, um, which was my absolute favorite job. Like I would have stayed there forever, um, yeah. but it's not exactly a job you can support a family on. I was working there while I was going to graduate school and I just needed a kind of a part-time job. And, yeah. Um, and I, I started there and I loved it and I became a manager there for a little while. So I worked there for um, a couple of years, but the beautiful thing about working at a Lego store is they would have um, not, first of all, they would have the discount, which is um, really nice. <laughs> and, but then yeah. also we would have, um, you know, if you've ever been to a Lego store and in, I'm not sure if they're the same where you're at, but um, in the United States, they have a big wall at the back of just pieces that people can fill a cup with and buy yeah. a cup full of pieces, right? But pieces would fall on the floor and those pieces would get swept up and then put into a bin in the back. Um, and then we'd also, if we didn't get any sets that arrived damaged um, from shipping, we'd have to put those loose pieces in those bins. Um, and those bins were mm-hmm. kind of like, they were going to get sent back to Lego to get, sort of re- recycled and remelted but but they our store is really cool and they're like if you want any of these pieces um take them home and so i would often just take pieces um we would also get to build like the display sets at work and but the display sets would get cycled through and so when the display was done they would kind of give it to um you know employee of the month or whatever and so i would just kind of gradually accumulate a lot of pieces plus some sets and then, um, plus the discount. So I have, I have a lot. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah, we have, we've got a lot of bins. We've got them sorted by color, which is a lot of fun. Um, 
And the, most yeah. of those loose pieces are from that, from from working at the at the Lego store. Yeah, and as you said, they're sort of by color. Did that? <laughs> do you um, every now and then decide that you want to reorganize it, or is it pretty set in its ways? There, I've thought about reorganizing it by type of piece before. Um, I think it would be handy to have it that way, but it it also would be a giant undertaking. And I, if I don't have time to just sit and tinker, I definitely don't have time right now to, to do a whole resorting. And I think the kids like it by color. I think it's easier for kids to do it that way. Yeah. Maybe if they, as they get older, it might be a more um, appropriate way to sort them by, by type or function. But right now color is kind of what works for us and it's pretty to look at too. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things you, you look at it and you go, um, I'd love to reorganize <laughs> yeah. it, but I feel like this is going to take way longer than I ever expected. It would take forever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, you, you said, you know, you, you play Lego with the kids and, you, you know, you create your own sets. What does that look like, you know, nowadays? Is that kind of a, you know, the kids all of a sudden have the urge to pull out the Lego or is it, you know, something, oh, let's let's go and play Lego, you know, trying to move on from, I don't know, something else that's going on in the house or whatever. Well, it's, so it's in the, the kids' bed, or two of the oldest kids, it's in their bedroom and it's kind of just mm-hmm. there. And it, my son, especially, he plays for hours every day. Like it is his chosen yeah. pastime. Um, my daughter will play and my daughters will play occasionally with him and then, um, we have a little toddler who's just kind of discovering Lego, but he's still at the age where he's kind of putting things in his mouth. So we kind of keep him out of the way, but yeah. he'll, in just a few months, he'll probably be done with that and be ready to mess around with him. But, um, as far as me kind of joining in, I, I try to, um, you know, a few times a month, a couple times a month, kind of just join in and, and play around with him. My son usually has some sort of star Wars game some sort of star Wars story yeah. that he's, he's going, going with and wants me to join in. And yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, have you noticed, you know, changes in the way that your kids, you know, play with Lego, especially as they've grown older. I mean, as you said, you know, your, your uh, little boy is a toddler, um, or what, um, you know, does that, you know, does that change, uh, you know, I see, I see changes ways in like playing with like Lego as he's grown older or, you know. Yeah. Like my oldest son, um, at first he didn't really like to build just because it was frustrating. Like it was new. He wasn't very yeah. good at it. And so, um, mm. I think it's a good way to teach kids in general, just to keep at it because now he's building things that are awesome and he's, you know, nine years old and he's building things I would never have thought of. And, um, yeah, so that's really cool to see. And he'll, he'll cycle through things. Like he'll be really into star Wars for a little while and then he'll kind of move on and he'll be really into Jurassic park dinosaur stuff for a little while. And then he'll be into, um, just kind of regular city stuff. So he'll, that, that's fun yeah. to see. He'll kind of just cycle through what's, what's interesting him at the time. So, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's definitely very fascinating. Um, and um you got um some older kids as well are they are they changed um you know have are they a bit more 
now imaginative play kind of things or are, are they more interested in the building well that and that, that was my oldest that i was just talking about so he oh, um, okay, yeah. yeah so he he's the one that kind of cycles through and then my my daughters are my one daughter four-year-old she's really into animals so like she'll just find all the animals that she can find in the buckets and and just play around with those and then um and then my other daughter she will kind of just play along with you know what what the oldest is is doing um she's six yeah the six-year-old yeah um so she's she's not as interested in in it that not that she doesn't like lego but she'll kind of just go along with it but she tends to have other things that she's playing with or doing um unless she wants to join in the fun so Mm, yeah um and um you know looking you know further out obviously you said you worked with you know lego for a little while while you were doing your um your degree um did you um has there been a point where kind of like your your love and your passion of lego has kind of spilled out into like i don't want to say the real world but like you know into your everyday life and you've kind of realized or it's kind of come up in conversation yeah actually so um since i mentioned i work work in education and um i've got quite a few lego sets just kind of hanging around my office and so it'll come up sometimes um usually with the kids actually that uh the kids will bring it up or um i I work one-on-one with kids and so sometimes we'll say well at the end of what we're doing we can uh get out the lego and just and just play so that's fun that it kind of has become part of my job um yeah almost tangentially that it doesn't have to be part of my job but uh it's it it kind of is it's really funny because sometimes my office door is open and um i unintentionally cause sort of traffic jams in the hallway because kids will be walking (laughs) by and be like oh lego and they'll just like stop and look at them and then the teacher's like go keep walking keep walking (laughs) so i'm causing hallway problems Look, if if you're not caught causing minor disturbances, um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think teachers. I don't know. T- the more catchy a teacher's office is, or like you know, a teaching area is, I always find it's it's always more engaging. Kids, yeah. like, what's happening in there? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I would love, you know, I'd love to be if I, if I ever went into teaching, I would love to be the teacher that caused traffic hallway problems. Right, right, and well, um, and and part yeah. of it too is it helps. So I'm a I'm a school psychologist, and so I have to work. Yeah, like I said, one on one with kids, and often they haven't met me before, and so it's a good way to sort of break the ice and help kids just feel like like comfortable. I've got cool stuff in there. Mm-hmm. We can um, kind of just relax. Uh, it really really helps in my job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, um, you know, as you said, you know, kids are looking at the Lego and, and they're pointing it out. Do you um, do you think that um, the interest that kids have in Lego has uh, is as high as it was when you were a kid? Or do you think it's, you know, you know, lower or higher oh, I based think on your experience? Maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like kids are into it just as much. Like everyone seems to know what lego are and i feel like that's always been the case as long as i i can tell um and and it i mean when i worked at the lego store too it was the same thing like it was the best job and and kids just went wild for that store and that was so fun yeah that's that that's pretty amazing um i i definitely just the 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 knowledge of like what lego is and you know the fact that everyone has 
but most people have had some sort of a Lego experience is just amazing. And I think it's one of those kind of like universal things of being a kid that has kind of like now spilled into a lot more adults are getting into Lego. There's there's more of an adult fan of Lego community. Have you experienced much of that community? I mean, yeah. And when I, so when I worked at the Lego store, we would have, I mean, it was almost one-to-one of these sets are for the kids or these sets are for the adults in terms of the customers that were coming in. Mm. Um, Just a a vast, a huge portion of them were just adults buying sets for themselves. Um, And those were always fun people to talk to as well, just because we could geek out about it and, um, and being a fan myself. And most of the people that worked there were, were fans as well. Um, so yeah, it was, that was a really fun way to kind of engage the community was being, being part of that. Yeah. And wow, it's just pouring outside. Sorry. It's very distracting. (laughs) Um, it's rained every weekend for like the last three weeks here. Um, it's just been crazy. Like you'd have like maybe a day or two of sun in the middle of the week and then it just pours. Um, I get it. We've got, like we've had winter. snow this week and that doesn't make any sense because it's supposed to be springtime no. and getting nice and <laughs> yeah, it should not be snowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to start winter in a couple of days. I'm, oh. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to this kind of winter. It's going to be wet and miserable. Yeah. <laughs> normally I wet, not, and because I live like in the tropics, normally the wet season is during the summer. This is oh. just this very late so wet season weird. kind of weather. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, in the adult fans of Lego community, um, as you said, you know, you interacted with them a lot when you worked in that Lego store. Have you interacted with them, you know, outside of working for Lego? Not as much, like a, a little bit here and there. I've always been a little bit intimidated just because, um, like I said, I really like to build and it's something I want to get better at, but I also feel like I'm still kind of learning and always learning and and some of those adult fans are are pretty intense just in terms of their ability level and so i i've been yeah. pretty intimidated to kind of branch out into that but it's it's something that i've um kind of wanted to do and i i, I might you know in the future but you know do you keep tabs on you know interesting creations that you've seen you know in the lego community um you know do you keep tabs on that kind of stuff? Yeah, like on you know social media, I often will follow follow certain people or um, save things that just look cool, and I'm like, oh, I'd like to try something similar to that. Or um, mm-hmm. you know, Pinterest is really good for that, and um, Instagram too. And so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely um, follow pictures or screenshot stuff that seems interesting to me. Or um, yeah, yeah, that's definitely something I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, do you, um, do you ever get like the urge to, you know, kind of drop everything and, you know, just work on, you know, some big, big Lego, big, you know, big plan Lego creation, um, instead of, you know, doing, you know, what you probably would normally be doing, you know, in your spare time. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, it, it comes in waves. Like I'll just get kind of hit with inspiration of, you know, what? I want to, I want to build. Um, it's, it's mm. a little bit tricky having kids and especially having the, the little one to kind of carve time out for yeah. it. But, um, and also I, I feel like 
my back isn't uh, great for sitting on the floor and building for long periods anymore. I need like a, a building table or something because uh, just as I get older, that's that's harder and kind of the I guess that's one of the plights of adult builders probably. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, um, you've been engaging with Lego for wow, almost forty years. Um, um, uh, have like the products changed a lot in you know what has been some of the the more significant changes in like lego that you've experienced yeah i think the biggest one was uh like i mentioned when star wars and and harry I and mean, harry potter as well um yeah. were kind of the first big properties and it, it kind of just took off from there in terms of getting you know superheroes and then lord of the rings for a little mm-hmm. while um yeah so that's been fun fun to see and i'd always i would always kind of I would always kind of get frustrated with people that would come into the Lego store that were like, Oh, I wish Lego was like it used to be, you know, when it was just bricks, um, which isn't yeah. actually true. Cause Lego was never just bricks. They used to have little yeah. metal trees and little metal cars. And um, it really was never just bricks. And if you want just bricks, there's plenty of avenues for that of, you know, just buying a, a box of bricks. But, um, but yeah, the, it's, it's changed a lot over time. And then as, as you mentioned too, I think in recent years of, having sets that are pretty um, explicitly aimed toward just adults. Um, I'm trying to think of specifics, yeah. but you know, things like, like there was a stranger things set and um, there's yeah. a lot of like uh, TV shows they're doing now. Like there was a, the friends um, yeah. TV show yeah. set and, and uh, the queer eye set, which is actually a really cool, cool set that I got. Um, these things that are typically not uh, aimed toward kids. I think that's kind of been a big, a big shift um as well as like the modular buildings those are generally aimed toward uh the adults too which are a lot of fun and um that's kind of been yeah. a big uh, kind of a gradual change i think but a, a big one yeah um it's uh i don't know i find it very fascinating um that you know the um you know the different sets especially for different you know intellectual properties have had so much influence in like what new pieces are created by Lego and stuff yeah. too, you know, kind of add, you know, as you say, you know, you wanted to make Star Wars sets as a kid. It wouldn't be surprised if you were, you know, trying to make your own lightsabers and, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to figure that kind of stuff out, which is, right. um, you know, it, it's definitely very interesting um, and very resourceful as well, actually, of all things. Um, yeah. It took but, a lot of creativity, um, like using different, pieces that it's like this almost kind of looks like darth vader but it i mean it really doesn't but but when you're a kid it's like that's all you had or like we'd use like a little rod yeah. piece as a lightsaber but they didn't make the little lightsaber hilt pieces so um you kind of just had to use what you what you had but um yeah there was yeah. probably some resourcefulness but i was um always always hoping and wishing that someday star wars would become a thing and, and then it did so mm. yeah um and you know uh, you know different also like different approaches to lego building you got like things like technic and mm-hmm. um you know other uh, i forget you know other other stuff uh, other like you know sets of bricks and stuff that have you know a slightly different you know in a slightly different vein um it's just so fascinating and i'm yeah. um I- i'm really looking I-, I always look forward to 
seeing the new sets and you know the new pieces and the new approaches that Leo has yeah. taken. Yeah. Um, you know, looking further further afield, you know, creating, you know, creating the, you know, different scenes or, you know, different designs. Do you do you find that that's something that is, you know, a relaxing thing or is that something that kind of uh, ha- happens to as like an outlet for creativity as m- less of a relaxation kind of thing? No, I find like building Lego and just kind of sitting and, and trying to solve a problem, but it, it is very therapeutic, I think, in a, in a way that's different than any other creative outlet I would find. I think it's extremely mm-hmm. relaxing. Um, and I'd hear that all the time from, from other people and fans of, of how, um, calming it can be and i'm sure there's people out there that don't maybe they don't find it that way but uh, the vast majority of people that i talk to in that vein and um if if that comes up i think that people find it Mm. uh relaxing and um i i tend to have a lot of anxiety and so it it definitely helps me calm down and i think it's part of it maybe it's because of the focus and um specificity of it uh which is Mm -hmm. which is really great yeah, and also the fact that you it almost forces you to work slow as well. Like you, oh, yeah. you can't, you, you know. There's a, in my eyes, and I know that there are there are TV shows. That, there's a TV show here in Australia called Lego Masters, which is like a competitive Lego building mm, kind of yeah. TV show. Um, it's an amazing show. Um, I highly suggest um, people go and check it out if they want. Um, but um, I know that uh, a lot of like like there's a limit to how fast you can build kind of Lego things. You've got to, you know, prepare the pieces and put them all together, you know, while, while it would be, you know, great if, you know, you could speed things up or slow things down. It kind of forces you to kind of go at a set pace, which is, yeah, I suppose almost meditative. Really. Yeah, for sure. And it also like, I think you're right. It forces you to slow down and also forces you to go backwards a lot. Like it, it forces you to, yeah realize that oh this this is a mistake or the direction this is going isn't working and i need to mm-hmm. either scrap it or um go backwards in this this little part of it and um i think there's a lot of uh positive yeah positive lessons to be learned in that and positive um feelings i guess yeah and then like the problem solving that comes associated when you're trying to you know solve some sort of design problem or I know I love making like realistically sized, you know, houses for, mm. you know, the, the minifigures. And so like trying to make sure the minifigure could fit through the door right. or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, especially when we didn't like back when I didn't have like dedicated door like pieces, we, mm. we just kind of like made all of these as arch, uh, archways. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, um, and I, I don't know, it's almost, it's almost like, you know, Lego kind of, it's almost like a video game where you kind of get like so in, invested in it that time melts away around you. Yeah. Um, and you, you don't have to worry about, well, other than being an adult, and, you know, <laughs> maybe having jobs and, and, and right. work you should be doing, but you don't have to worry about anything else you yeah. know, around you. You can just like sit down and focus on one kind of thing for sure yeah stuff kind of um, melts away yeah um shifting gears a little bit um 
did you get involved in like the real technical side of Lego building? Um, or were you more of the kind of like person who would, you know, play creatively and kind of like let do things, you know, kind of your own way. I was always more of the, like, I always played it kind of an imaginative way. Like the story of it was always more interesting than the build itself. Um, mm. Now the way I, it's funny cause I'm not, I'm not hands-on really in anything in my life. I'm not, I don't really have an engineering kind of brain. I'm not yeah. particularly crafty. Um, so I think that when I find success in something that I'm building, it's, um, it feels extra special because that's not generally the way my brain works. And I think it, it helps that, I don't know how to, how to describe it. It helps that Lego is endlessly, um, it's just such a good artistic medium, I think, because, Mm -hmm. um, it, it both forces you to follow the rules, but there's also ways of kind of bending the rules and finding your own creative way of doing that. And, um, I don't know if that really answered your question, but that's kind of the (laughs) thought that (laughs) the thought that came to mind. No, I definitely think, you know, it's fascinating because you don't have mediums like this that are so creative. You know, you think of, you know, the, the different mediums you, you may see art through and a lot of them end up being, you know, there's lots of different styles and approaches to it, but they're often quite restrictive. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Lego is, you know, this kind of all encompassing can, you know, you can have these bit huge mosaics or, you know, these really, really tiny, you know, models um, or, you know, you could go these big, almost life-size kind of, you know, 3D models through to, you know, you know the tiny, simple house that you probably made as a five-year-old. You know, there's all of those. There's so much room for expression and growth and change. It's it's maybe, uh, it, it, it's so fascinating. Yeah. Well, and there's, it's, I don't know of any other artistic medium that's reusable either in the sense that if you, once you're done with building something, you can break it again and use it for something else. You know, that's not something you can generally do with, with paint or, um, you know, really any other medium that's quite so, uh, recyclable, reusable. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely think also like, because Lego lasts for so long as well, I don't, I haven't researched, you know, how, how much Lego gets thrown out, for example, but, yeah. you know, because it is so tough and it lasts for so long, the, you know, you, it stays on. As, as both you and I have said, you know, a lot of our first, the first Lego we interacted with came from parents and grandparents yeah. rather than, you know, uh, buying it outright new. Right. Uh, and it really goes to show how, how 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 long how much longevity the product has for sure for yeah definitely it's um it's it's really really just amazing yeah um but yeah um uh yeah um and um sorry um uh, you you know you also mentioned you you had you know a lot of you've worked a lot with the kid, you know, the kids is, you know, is, is your wife involved a lot or is it kind of just something that, you know, she lets you and the kids run around with? 
She, um, I mean, she's not as involved maybe as, as I am, but she'll, um, she enjoys it. Like we'll do things like we'll buy, um, a couple of times for like Valentine's day, we've bought like one of the bigger modular sets and we'll kind of take turns and, and build. And so she likes that, that process of building. She doesn't, um, play as much. And, uh, she's kind of at the point now where she's like, we have enough Lego. We don't need to buy anymore <laughs> but uh, which is which is accurate we don't really have space for it anymore and and that's fine because we got tons of it and plenty of it but um yeah so yeah she she's not um opposed to it in any way and she'll build build stuff with us she likes i think that's her favorite part is following the instructions and building the set and <laughs> getting the finished product um but kind of after that point she's not as involved yeah it's always interesting like different you know, when different people are like, you know, I just prefer following the instructions and building the set. Right. And, you know, you know, on one hand, it's like, oh, you know, it's quite satisfying to, you know, complete a task mm-hmm. and, you know, not have any loose ends. Um, but then also, you know, it, there is that almost childish kind of, um, oh, but, you know, what if we, you know, either played imagination with it or, you know, created or added to it or, yeah. you know, disassembled it and reassembled it or... You know, disassembled it and used it to reassemble something completely new. Yeah. Um, it's so fascinating. Yeah. Um, and what, what kind of like I don't know, looking to the future, what kind of relationship do do you want to have with Lego in the future? Would it be the same, or or would you like to see something different? I think for me personally, I just want to get. Um just spend more time with it in terms of the building and um, just getting better at it. And I think maybe interacting with, with the fans a little bit more and um, just kind of finding using it as a, as a, another creative outlet has always been fascinating to me and um, kind of, it's just about making the time for it. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on content and capable. I've really appreciated um, having you on and chatting to you. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Sure. I just um, actually started uh, kind of sharing some of my photography. That's kind of a newer hobby. And so I just uh, started sharing that. I'm on Instagram at Spectacles Case. Uh, if you're interested in it, it's kind of a new new thing. I'm kind of an amateur at it and a, a student of it, but it's something that's really interesting me to me as well. And um, I might even take some some Lego photography here and there on there. So <laughs> kind of related. Yeah. Uh, has there been any media, you know, books, movies, TV, podcasts, music that you've been consuming that you wanted to plug? Oh man. Um, I'm it's always, always a hard one. watching, always- I know watching movies, <laughs> reading books, trying to think what's like, I've had like a crazy year where, so many of the things I've consumed have become like new favorites and I don't know why that is if I'm just open to it and it's happening or what, but, um, like, uh, I watched everything everywhere all at once, which I know has gotten a lot of hype, uh, but it's a fantastic movie and it kind of, uh, it's life changing. So I I think that's probably what I would recommend. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Um, definitely gonna have to uh, have a look at that. Um, well, uh, you can find me on Instagram and on uh, TikTok at sam.journalist and on Twitter at samobjournalist. I apologize to everyone who uh, was following me before this uh, and my dismal uh, social media presence uh, for the election coverage. I ended up um, sitting 
someone told me, someone just turned around to me last night and said, your head is so far into that computer. I don't think I can ever get you out. Um, <laughs> I was, um, uh, but um, yes, uh, definitely check me out there. I am going to plug um, AJR's album, OK Orchestra. Um, I have been listening to the whole um, album basically on repeat for the past week. Uh, it's just really interesting and fun to listen to. Um, I've gotten tickets to go see them when they come here to Australia later this year. So I'm really looking forward to hearing awesome. them live. Yeah. Um, I know that they're touring the US at the moment, I think, from memory. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for um, coming on uh, Content Yeah, Capable. absolutely. Um, I loved having you on. Uh, and um, all the best with your future with Lego. Um, I thank can't you. wait to see the... Uh, I'm sure we'll see some photos on Instagram at some stage of some of the amazing Yeah, creations. definitely. <laughs> thank you for listening to Content and Capable. You can follow the podcast socials at content, the letter N, capable on Instagram and Twitter. You can send an email to contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. Please give us a review on iTunes or Spotify to help others know that you love this podcast. The art was done by Opia. You can follow them at opia underscore art underscore. Opia is spelled O-P-I-A. Feel free to message them about making art for your project. Our music was written, recorded, and edited by Isabel Strauss-Fritz. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I. That's I is in the body part on Instagram and Twitter, and on YouTube at Kane I with no spaces. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. Content and Capable is proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features the Movie Night Crew, where a bunch of friends react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies. Alrighty. It's Movie Night. Grab your popcorn, grab your coffee, grab your friend, grab a cat. And let's go! Who directed this? What year did it come out? Is that that girl from that show? Who wrote this? Where's the cat? Who would you rather bang? Pass the popcorn. Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally speak in this movie? Oh my god, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when... Are we recording? What did the critics say? It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. Content and Capable is a podcast all about answering the question, how do you adult? Don't forget to rate and review, and I will see you next Monday for another episode. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.